0: The inner work. The removing of all obstacles which stand in the way of our rightful inner peace, freedom, and joy. And luckily, the only obstacle we do encounter along this journey is ourselves. It is all within our own control to evolve our consciousness and to transcend our limiting programs. It is only a question of willingness to surrender and receive the goodness that is innately a part of us. 64,000 is the median number of words per book. Average person reads about 200 words per minute. Simple math will tell us that is one book in 320 minutes. To accomplish this in seven days, numbers say you would have to read for 45 minutes a day. forget to subscribe hit that notification button like comment and share enjoy welcome to the book of the week series every week as I read another amazing title I share it with the world my name is Igor SF Walker and today we look at the inner work an invitation to true freedom and lasting happiness by Matthew Micheletti and Ashley Cottrell. So how about you slow down and relax? Reduce all that noise for just a bit. Make that choice and decide to listen. In this video, we look at the inner work, and we are reminded it is a contemplative lifestyle approach, not something to attain or a destination to arrive at that the source of our dissatisfaction is the mind's internal dialogue, not the subject of its complaints. So stick around till the end. I will share with you some tools I haven't used that will help you tremendously in this game of life. Discover a way to find out what actually motivates you. What innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. I will share some tools to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management, and relationship management. The standards we have accepted regarding our freedom and happiness are simply that accepted, meaning they're not being forced or applied from outside of us. They are self created through our consciousness and therefore can be self edited and replaced entirely. We can change and we can mold our experience of life to be whatever we desire. Nothing is being withheld, there is no shortage of perspectives. You must decide what life. You want to live the life of your not-self or the one of your true self. You must choose. In fact, you are choosing in each and every moment, whether you are conscious of it or not. When faced with the unknown, you must have the willingness to let go of the way you have been living in order to enjoy the life you have always dreamed of. Do not let the internal shackles of limitation and suffering remain comfortable and acceptable to you. It is consciousness that is the very essence of life, and it is our theme of consciousness that determines the quality of our experience, thus how we experience our lives each and every day has little to do with other people, circumstances, or conditions, and has everything to do with what is going on inside of us. This is because all struggle with life is intrinsically rooted in our own consciousness and could never be caused by something or someone outside ourselves the amount of suffering or the amount of satisfaction we do experience daily is completely dependent on our current state of consciousness, which can be healed, transformed, and we can evolve at any time. Happiness does not come from the consumption of things. Happiness is not something that can be attained through ideal conditions nor in the escaping of obligations. But rather, happiness is something that we become through the transformation of our consciousness. The desire to get someplace else will only keep us stuck in a perpetual cycle of wanting happiness rather than actualizing it. The illusion is that the closer we move to our goals and our aspirations, regardless of what they are. The closer we feel, we will be to the horizon of our freedom and joy. But remember, the definition of horizon, however, is the limit of perception. Without actually healing the root of our dissatisfaction with life and evolving our consciousness, our problems will only continue to resurface again in new forms, no matter where we go or what we do. If obligations arise, we are filled with resistance. You will never be free until you free yourself from the prison of your own false thoughts. This shadow identity doesn't want to let go of control and of familiarity of playing small because it is afraid of trusting in the goodness of life and then losing its happiness. We're the only ones who are in control of how we experience our lives. We are that powerful. In order to liberate yourself from the limitations of your mind, you must release and replace the root program beliefs which are preventing you from experiencing the love, peace, happiness, and freedom that you are seeking. Anything and everything that is of the not-self must go. In order for you to break free, the best way to find compassion is to see that your experiences are impersonal—they're not actually about you—but just what you are experiencing. Do not confuse the limiting internal dialogue inside your mind as the ultimate reality. I am not my past. I am not my trauma. I am not this fear. I am not this thought. I am not this guilt. I am not this doubt. I am not this story. Constant inner dialogue of thoughts will automatically reinforce, support, and seek validation for its perspectives. Unless we become aware of what is actually taking place, we will never be able to move on from it. Every time we heal a personal limitation or trauma within ourselves, we are healing it within the collective as well. By holding the door open for others to join us by following our example, every advance in consciousness of the individual uplifts the rest of us with it, like an ocean tide rising. Think for a moment about what it means to be alive. We don't even have to try to make our heart beat for us or force our lungs to breathe. We have no idea the magnitude of the trillions of cells that carry out their functions for us to stay alive moment to moment. Our organs just work. The body just heals itself. It all carries on intelligently and effortlessly. It is almost overwhelming when we stop to consider what is actually taking place, the magnitude of this perfect moment is almost too much for us to even bear. If we truly allow ourselves to contemplate the mystery and the glory of creation. The only difference between a child and the enlightened sage is that naivete and wisdom. As a child, you were naively innocent, and thus you allowed the outer world to dim your light. Now, as a practitioner of the inner work, you are wisely innocent, choosing to remain happy and innocent despite the struggles and the challenges of life. This is your own testimony of the power, of the truth. Ignorance is still ignorance, no matter how many people are supporting it. Unknowingly we have allowed our outer circumstances, other people's actions, past traumas, and external gratifications or losses to determine how we feel inside, tell us who we are, and then define us as a being. The ego's entire system of self-worth is externally dependent, thus leaving us vulnerable to disappointment and to suffering. So, be happy for no reason. Like a child, if you're happy for a reason, you're in trouble, because that reason can be taken away from you. How dominant is this within us, yet we never question it or even notice it, although these thoughts are seemingly impossible to stop. You were, however, aware that you were thinking, which changes everything, and if you are able to observe your own thoughts. Who is then actually doing the thinking? And who is it that is listening? Who is the actual thinker of your thoughts? The immediate response might be, well, of course it is me. But if it is you, then why wouldn't you be able to just stop thinking? Since after all, it's just you, right? How can a part of yourself not act according? to your own will. Have you ever really listened to your own thoughts? Some of it is coherent and focused, but most of the time it seems to just be happening. As long as you confuse thoughts as who you are, you can never actually be free, for you will remain controlled by them. We confuse thoughts as us. To question our thoughts would be to question our sense of reality and our sense of identity, maybe even our sanity. But you must have the courage to keep exploring. Luckily, the ego's past programs and self-sabotaging behaviors are just one perspective, a view of life and not the only one. There are infinite other perspectives, responses, emotions, and thoughts to actually choose from, if you have the eyes to see them. It all starts with awareness. There's more to life than what we have previously thought, and we can radically change at any moment. There are entire worlds of possibility yet to be explored within us worlds of patience, satisfaction, fulfillment, peace, hope, love, stability, happiness, uninterrupted bliss, confidence, and even faith, regardless of what is going on in our lives. So have courage to look beyond your current perspectives and your current beliefs. Take a moment and acknowledge that almost everything about your mind's perspectives Beliefs, judgments, values, and desires were actually inherited and were actually modeled or developed as a coping mechanism. Some were beneficial, others were not. But nevertheless, you have to accept that had you been born in a different family, different time, different country, different religion, different gender, or just overall had different life experiences, your thoughts and beliefs would have been completely altered. So, who are you without any of these inheritances? What innocent, pure soul is underneath and behind all these messages? You can either react unconsciously repeating the past behavior, or you can respond consciously in a new way. Your reaction or your response is actually the frequency you are choosing to align yourself with in that moment. Emotional states of your energy are the most obvious indicators of which theme of consciousness or frequency you are aligned with. The first step to reclaiming your power to consciously respond is to develop awareness. Awareness allows you to pause to find the gap between any situation and your response to it. With awareness, the ego-mind could be spinning in a storm of panic and fearful thoughts, but we can remain the calm eye of the storm, still and unmoved amongst it all while awareness watches the mind chatter presence goes beyond it entirely and transcends all wounded themes of consciousness reclaiming presence is a monumental in its implications because it drastically drastically shifts our perspective regarding our own life and others as we practice we experience how incredibly difficult it is to stay present, and how much we actually have working against us as humans. The mind's chatter is incessant, society's indoctrination is relentless, and the onslaught of overstimulating distractions makes it almost effortless to become consumed into sensations, and into thoughts, inherited, programmed, and modeled, and is running based on subconscious patterns without us even knowing it. We think it's us. We didn't actually know the distinction. We didn't know the difference. The freedom and lasting happiness represents the transcendence of the physical reality where nothing in the external world could ever affect our internal world. Thus, everything is seen as a holographic projection of consciousness and is just to be experienced, not attached to. This is not to be confused with lack of integrity and with recklessness which would be reflective of the limiting themes. We are spiritually mature, innocence-embodied, and have all the beneficial wisdom of the previous themes. Just as a good soil will bear good crops, your thoughts, your words, your feelings, your desires, your habits, your interests are intrinsically rooted in a theme of consciousness. Negatively charged themes will produce negatively charged thoughts, feelings, and actions, while positively charged themes will produce positively charged thoughts, feelings, and actions. Within each theme of consciousness, root program beliefs will find validation, support, and expression through our repeated thoughts, feelings, and actions. This, then, creates neural programs that we begin operating on subconsciously, hence the term autopilot. All of this makes up our subjective experience of reality. Using awareness, personal responsibility, and inner work to review our unskillful or frightened reactions, we become more adept at turning habitual reactions into balanced responses. These moments are very exciting and gratifying. With practice, rather than blaming someone else for embarrassing you, you will instead inquire as to why you are so easily embarrassed. This inner analysis may reveal an unconscious part of yourself that still struggles with self-acceptance and self-love by uprooting and replacing old programs. You institute a new pattern of an approach to your life, thereby altering every aspect of your life, such as levels of success, happiness, love, and feelings of connection and purpose. Gradually, the old programs will simply stop being triggered because your mind will know they are no longer a viable option. Imagine a program being uninstalled or deleted from a computer. There are only three simple steps to the inner work process that actually can be practiced throughout everyday moments. Become aware of the trigger then connect the trigger to the root program belief in a theme of consciousness, then uproot and then replace with a new narrative of a higher perspective. To let go of the wound of rejection and heal from its abuse, we have to replace it with compassionate understanding. For ourselves and for others, those who rejected, traumatized, abused, or hurt us are only projecting their own rejections, traumas, abuse, or hurt our impersonable mind, then may these painful projections about us. But it was never about us. We were, and always are, innocent. The wound of rejection subconsciously repeats cycles of abuse that were actually handed down to it. Thus, abused people tend to abuse others. There needs to be a clear separation between what happened in the past and our new experience. Otherwise, we carry the trauma forever, i.e. PTSD. Our innocence is still there, and it can never be taken, only temporarily hidden due to misidentification with the trauma of an experience. The only way to heal the wound of judgment is to surrender and admit that, as humans, we're not capable of making accurate judgments. The limited human mind has no idea why things are the way they are. It cannot grasp the infinite details of the universe and the eternal scale of existence, and so it must give up thinking. It is capable of judging anything appropriately. Humility is the ultimate healer for the theme by surrendering the role of playing the judge, humility arises from accepting that. The way to transcend guilt and judgment is to let go of playing a judge and to allow natural consequences to unfold. even if those consequences feel overwhelming to face. Find the lesson in the choice made and then move forward implementing the newfound wisdom. Decide right now to become more loving, more forgiving, more compassionate, and it will be so. Invite and allow more love for yourself. Let the burden of guilt go. I. Take accountability for myself. Accountability is my greatest strength. There is no competition. I do not have to prove anything. I am humble. My life is actually a gift. All progress is a gift. I face my insecurities with courage. My vulnerability is powerful. There is enough for everyone. Others do not need to lose in order for me to win. We can all win. My way is just one way. I do not always need to be right. I am happy for others. I celebrate the success of others. I empower others. I enjoy others' victories. I use my abilities and my talents to support and serve others. I do not need to earn love. I am innately loved. I give love to others. Love is my natural effortless state. There is no shortage or lack of love. I build others up. When we embody the theme of self-motivation. The primary focus becomes that of enjoying and affirming life, and therefore developing our self-esteem and exploring our unique gifts and talents. Resilience and the ability to handle delayed gratification strengthens, thus giving the theme of self-motivation the energy to seek positive change. For itself and for its loved ones, despite obstacles, we become willing and eager to improve ourselves, promote goodness and love, and tap into genuine inspiration. And there you have it the inner work, an invitation to true freedom and lasting happiness. Please. Do help out. It's easy. Simply like this video so more people can enjoy it. If you've liked it, if you've enjoyed it, if you are the practitioner of inner work, then like this video and share it too. Spread the word. Leave a comment and share your thoughts. Subscribe to my channel. Stay up to date. The link to this book is in the description below. So buy it, read, never stop learning, especially learning about yourself and nature. So gift yourself by taking the free human needs test on my website and find out what actually motivates you. What innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. And If you feel you are ready to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management, and relationship management even further, then do check out my Master of Life Awareness program. The links are in the description below. Thank you. Love and respect.